Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well today. Yesterday was a great day. Ended up up across the board. And uh, we'll talk about that and some more things. There's a few more earnings trickle in. Uh, not much in the way of macros, but uh, I got an interesting article I read that uh, I'll share with Dave when he joins us in just a minute. Hey, remember that the only thing that any of us can control within our portfolio is how much risk you have. And if you don't know how much risk you have, how do you know what changes need to be made in your portfolio? Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray. With that, Dave is joining us next. The 840 now, 20 here before 9. The caffeine's getting to me. I'm running early this morning on everything. It's time to check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street this morning. Another interesting day yesterday. Let's uh, see if we can explain it all to us all, shall we? Downtown we go to the offices of Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler's on the line. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. You're doing well today. Uh, yesterday, we hit some new highs and uh, crazy, crazy numbers coming off of Wall Street. Oh, gosh, yeah. I was looking at it and thinking, okay, we got nothing but, like I've been telling him, kissing their sister record, you know, economic reports for the most part. And yet yesterday, the Standard & Poor's 500 set a new all-time intraday high. We closed just shy of 4480, and you got to make note of the fact that Dow is only 200 points away from its all-time record. I didn't check NASDAQ, but, yeah, we're, we're without a doubt in undeniable nosebleed territory on these indexes, aren't we? Yeah, we really are. I think Nasdaq's about uh, $22, $23 away from its high. It didn't look like it was far away from it by my memory, if nothing else. I was just looking at the Dow and saying, okay, 200, that could be a one-day run, and S&P with a record idea. And you know, there isn't really a great reason why we're buying, except like you said yesterday, there's really no place else you can put your money to expect it to grow. There was some good news yesterday. Housing starts came out, and for a change, we did get a beat, I gather. We did. They came out at almost 6 million, 5.99 million. Um, that was better than the 5.87 uh, that was expected and better than the 5.86 million for the previous uh, time period. So that was all some good news. And let's face it, Dave, the housing market kind of needed some good news. Oh, yeah, we did when we got the permits earlier last week sometime. Uh, we were also saying, I mean, there's a lot of slips between the cup and the lip when you pull a permit and actually starting the construction itself, knowing they're actually going ahead and doing the build-out. That, that's good news for all sectors of the economy because housing spins so much off into other sectors. It's good for everything overall. It really is. Now, we have one more number coming out today at 10 o'clock. And that's going to be new home sales. And mm -hmm. so that's expected to be about 700,000. Um, so if that comes in in line or better, um, that will that'll give us some, some, at least some better news. And then we got Toll Brothers actually reports, I think it is after the market tomorrow. So we'll have some interesting stuff on the housing front to talk about tomorrow morning. It should be remembered, new home sales declined by 6.6% in June. And one of the reasons that we were hearing was the fact that appraisals aren't catching up with the market uh, as fast as they should be. Folks go out and buy a home and they bid the price up on the home. And the appraiser's looking at data that might be 30 or 60 days old when they compare prices in a neighborhood. And that's causing some problems in terms of actually being able to close the sale sometimes. It is, especially when there's mortgages involved. You know, that, that appraisal is very important um, for the, uh, you know, the mortgage to value ratio. Yeah, 
absolutely. We got some other information that's out in the day, and uh, you you had some interesting facts and figures about this rise in the S and P. Talking about a new record yesterday, uh, we were talking before we went on the air. I'm almost calling that dip we had last spring more of a correction than anything else, but it it met the definition of a bear market as short as it was. So we start measuring a new bull from there. We've uh, never really gone up that fast before, I gather, huh? Not that fast. You know, the S&P 500 actually doubled in less than 365 days. Um, uh, or I'm sorry, a little over 365 days. So that was really some good news. It was, I think they said it was 354 trading days. Um, so, so a little over a year, right? About a year and a half, but in trading days, less than 354. And so that is the fastest we've ever seen uh, the index double like that. And so I found that interesting reading an article by uh, Tyler Durden. Uh, he found, p- pointed out some interesting things that, you know, how many times has that happened before? Never. Um, how long does it usually take for an index to double? Um, and then what happens after it does double uh, after that bull market? So, you know, That's the, the shoe that I was waiting for you to drop on me. At the, when you start doubling an index inside of a year, I start thinking the word bubbling coming to mind. Well, in any time, it wasn't just talking about, I mean, obviously, this is the fastest one we've seen. Um, uh-huh. But it was also just looking at doublings in general, bear markets, I mean, bull markets that have doubled in general, what happens next? Um, and, and, and basically, you know, bull markets are run on momentum. And this one still has some momentum to go. But it does point out there's some things we need to be looking at. And one is, uh, how much risk do people have in their portfolio? Because we seem to be blindly following the market going up. Um, and, and so, and, and most of the time, and I've said this before, in, in terms of recovery after a bear market, it usually takes, you know, I've seen four to six years. If you go back to 1905 bear market, you'll like this one, Dave. It took 50 years for that to get to back to where it started from. Um, yeah. <laughs> we get lulled into this belief that the market is always going to bounce back, and it does. The question is, how much time do you have for it to do that? And, and, and you know, are, I was going to say, getting more recent than that, the 0809 uh, crash and bear, uh, bear market and then bull market that followed it. Actually, it was a good 10 years before we got to where we would have been after, you know, had we not had that great big dip. It was a full five years before we were even back to where we were when we entered it. That's right. You're absolutely right. It took five, it took four to six years, depending on your portfolio to get back to where you had started from before the bear market. So uh, that just, uh, this points out a lot about um, risk and how people get lulled into this bull market momentum going up and up and how it really and truly suggests that, you know, there are probably some more gains to come, but history really does tell us that we need to start becoming more cautious and making sure that the amount of risk we have um, it is is level with where we are in our in our time frame to getting close to retirement. Bank of America uh, recently noted in one of their things that global expectations are beginning to kind of roll off from the very high levels that we had seen. And so a lot of times investors don't really pay attention to that. They're just watching the, the market numbers. 
In other words, doubling your money in a year is really, really nice, but the fact that there's a risk that you could have your money in a year, that's that's the scary side of it. It, it is, and as inflation, especially now, we're seeing inflation jump, jump, jump. How many companies are going to be able to keep that profit margin the same or higher as these prices of inflation continue to go up? So the, the thing in this article brought out is that the margins that companies are able to charge are going to get skinnier. And so that means that's going to affect their profit margin, which then goes to you know, price-to-earnings ratios are going to start to fall. Yeah, understood. Well, let's get at, let, let's find some real merry sunshine this morning, shall we? They've got a bunch of companies that we've actually heard of that have reported. I'm looking for some optimism. I'm looking right at the top of my big winner list this morning, and I see uh, Best Buys. They must have done okay. Best Buy did. They uh... – they beat by over a dollar a share. They came in at two dollars and ninety-eight a share. That was well above the dollar eighty-five expected. Uh, same store sales rose better than expected. Also, nineteen point six percent. They're seeing a big benefit as uh, people are upgrading their tech at home to be able to work from home. And so, uh, a lot of, of good things happening for Best Buy. Up four point three percent right now to seventeen uh, one hundred seventeen dollars a share right now. Yeah, they're one of my big winners for the day, and they're right at the top of my list. That kind of surprises me, just given how commodified, for lack of a better term, electronics have gotten. I mean, if I saw a $398, 58-inch big screen TV the other day while I was walking through one of the stores. How can you make money on that? That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> and I don't so, know the answer. The answer, um, I think. Hey, the other big winner we had is Palo Alto Networks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a cybersecurity company. Uh, they uh, they beat by 16 cents a share. Uh, revenue was above expectations as well, and they gave an upbeat outlook. Um, they they may not be on your list, but they would be one of your big winners today, Dave. Up 11 and a half percent right now. Wow! Wish I had their stock about a day and a half ago. Yeah, uh, and they'll open I- at a new 52-week high too. Cool. One of the ones that I noticed that's, an, that's another household name is on the other side of the list as far as pre-market trading. What the heck's going on in the auto parts industry? Well, you know, Advanced Auto Parts reported, and they really had a, a decent quarter. They beat by about $0.36 cents a share. Uh, revenue, though, came in just a little bit above what was forecasted. Same store sales missed. Uh, they only grew ah. at 5.8%. They were expected to grow at 6%. Um, they raise their full year guidance. So, you know, when it look at the, the numbers, I mean, they, they came in three out of four doing well. That fourth one uh, was hurting them some. So they are trading down about 1% this morning. I was that, that was what surprised me because I saw the top line said they beat, and now I've got them on my loser list. I couldn't figure out what it was. You pretty much got to bite it out of the park on all the measures this year, don't you? Yeah, we do definitely are having to do that. Hey, the other one I have as we kind of close up is Camping World. Now, Camping World did not report income uh, or earnings, but they did come out with a revision to their dividends. They actually doubled their dividend from $0.25 a share to $0.50 a share. Um, Believe me, that is getting some traction. That's got their stock price up 5.9%. And I got to tell you, Dave, that puts their yield on their stock right now at 5.37%. That's a pretty high dividend yield on a stock like this. That's scary big compared to the yield you can get just about any place else. Yeah, and the question is, can they keep it up? 
Uh, yeah, that's the other question it is. Resetting the table, it was a big day up yesterday on Wall Street. Dow was up by 216. NASDAQ was up by 228. S&P set a new intraday record up almost 38, 45 minutes before we opened this morning. Are we going to keep the green ink going, Philip? Yeah, I'm going to say we, we do have green ink day, but it is very, very flat. Very, very flat. I mean, we've got the Dow up. $19. We got the S&P 500 up $2.50. We got the NASDAQ up 10. Um, uh, you know, everything is less than a tenth of a percent on the upside. Uh, we do have uh, silver up almost six tenths of a percent, trying to get to $24 at $23.79 an ounce. Gold is staying over the $1,800 at $1,811. Uh, an ounce, that's up about a quarter of a percent. Crude oil is up 1.3%, but I believe it is lower than where it was yesterday when we started. It's at $66.52 a barrel. I'm glad to see it well below 70 still. Overseas markets, the Asian rim responded to us yesterday by going up pretty nicely, as a matter of fact. Hong Kong up by over 2%. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, we aren't too sure. Maybe we're going to take a break, too. It's all over the place, just a couple of tenths of a percent either side of the zero line this morning. This is uh, one of those times we talked about that nasty word bubble while we were talking about yesterday's market, Philip. Controlling risk counts a lot. Nuts and bolts, though, takes sitting down with a pro. How do I find you to do that? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037. Let us help them walk through our financial x-ray. That'll give them a real good picture of how much risk they do have in their current portfolio. And then join us this weekend on the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 7.30 a.m. And back here again tomorrow morning about the same time. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day, Dave. I appreciate it. You too. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. If I remember, there is only one thing that any of us can control. We cannot control what's happening in Afghanistan. We can't control what's happening in Washington, D.C., and we can't control what's going to happen with the stock market. But you can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. Give us a call, and let's find out exactly how much risk you do have in your current portfolio. 863-382-0037. Have a great day. Hey, I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Take care.